three, four. One, two, three, four. Right, here we go. One, two, three, four. Hello and welcome to the Bound and Celtic podcast. My name is Lauren Stonningham and I'm joined this week, as I'm joined every week, by my good pal. As I'm joined every decade. By my good pal. By my good pal. By my good pal, a co-host, Mr. Ren McFain. How you doing, Ren? I'm doing well. I'd just like to... Wish all our listener a happy new year. I think 2020 is going to be a great year. Uh, 20... Oh, sorry. I was just trying to remember the last time we did a podcast. Oh, very good. The uh, I know. Well, do you know what? From, uh, from my perspective, Rem, I just didn't have anything to say. I mean, you say that all. I mean, do you just want to keep piling on? I mean, I just thought it was kind of cruel and pointless. And at that point, it was clearly nothing was going to change. So, you know, there's plenty of people out there you know, tossing out their opinions and that's fine, but I just didn't want to add to the, the, the general melee. I mean, it was, as I say, it was, it was all a bit cruel and a bit, you know, a bit too much. You know, you can't just, you run a, you love Celtic, but you just can't run a podcast every week just slotting the manager, the players, the club. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, but that was it for me. I don't know how you felt. Did you want to do some podcasts? I'd have been quite happy to, but you know, you don't want to be saying the same thing every Rough. week. Um, and and I think we would have been. Yeah. Um, and it's it got more and more mystifying as to why nothing was happening. The um, the yeah, on the wall or WhatsApp chains, whatever uh, was it just a well? I suppose it was a couple of things actually before we dive in. Firstly, uh, some non-Celtic business. You might have noticed. On your social media, Twitter, uh, that Mogwai have a new album out, and our pal Stuart Braithwaite has been uh, telling everybody, and it's true. So it's the the I don't know how the chart system works these days, Remy. I'm so long out of it. But the uh, number one and the official charts announced on Friday. Currently, Mogwai are just ahead of who are they just ahead of? I've never heard of the fella. They're ahead of a guy. Called, I actually looked this up. <laughs> I've, I've finally done a bit of research because I was I was hoping to plug this because you know not only is Stuart a, a CNN analyst he's got a day job as a musician <laughs> and I think it'd be a it'd be a fantastic achievement for Mogwai to get the number one album and so there is a there is a genuine race for number one it's not like uh, yep. it's not like Little Mix against the Joey Garner song <laughs> you know um, this, this is real. And it's it's actually a a guy called Getz, but I think he's gone for the Celtic vote because it's G H E T T S. I think there's a I think there's a extraneous H in there, and he's he's going for the Tim vote. But uh, I think uh, anybody who can spare a tenner, uh, buy or download the Mogwai album as the love continues. Um, if you do it in Bandcamp, you need to download it by tomorrow. The final counts Friday morning, and uh, I think they're about two and a half thousand ahead, and I think it'd be a fantastic achievement for them. And I, I think uh, Stuart's latest tweet is he's threatening not he's, this money will help him feed his dog. So I think <laughs> that'll be, I think that's a clincher for everybody. The uh, well, it'd be, tr- it'd be brilliant if it got to number one. Uh, well, I, I mean, I'm sure you'd endorse this, but this is not a kind of charity appeal. The uh, the album. Uh, 
Uh, I've downloaded it myself, bought it myself. I'm sure you've got yours. Uh, the album is... Ab- <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not right. Yeah, well, <laughs> I assure you, uh, well, it's available on Spotify. I, mean, I, I have to say, I, I cheated and I listened to it, but I bought, I bought my copy. I swear to God, Rem, it's absolutely magnificent. It's a phenomenal record. Uh, probably their best... Um, Although people might disagree with that, it's just it's just brilliant, and the, the achievement of recording it in the circumstances, you know, is anyway, not a charity appeal. It's a brilliant record. Do yourself a favour, Mogwai, as the love continues, get it uh, downloaded, bought this evening if you've got a bit of spare cash. If not, don't worry about it. Uh, but uh, anyway, listen, that's uh, sorry to uh, detour into uh, the music industry. Uh, hopefully, number one for Mogwai. Great, great guys. Love Stuart, such a good guy. Um, anyway, uh, cracking on. Uh, statement released. Uh, well, it came out last night. Uh, leaked out last night. Who who got it first, Ram? Did you notice? Oh, who do you think? The oh, Sun. David, you know, David More. It was uh, leaked to the Sun by somebody. Uh, then all the other papers picked up on it. Uh, and then this morning at 7 o'clock, it was announced that uh, he had uh, an I think you can all visualise my Neil Lennon quotation marks. Yep. Resigned. Yeah. The uh, first line, uh, I don't want to uh, analyse every paragraph, but the f- I suppose we should, the one that is worthy of uh, analysis is the first one. Celtic Football Club today announced that Neil Lennon has resigned from his position as football manager with immediate effect. Uh, resigned? What's going on there then? Well, you know, I, I'm I'm not intending to kick a man when he's down no. uh, because you know he didn't. He's had some successful years, and and this year's been a really bad year for him. You know, he he hasn't done it on purpose, but I, I believe that uh, he's been it's been allowed to come out that he's resigned for the benefit of every for his benefit. Kind of like Ronnie Dyla got a he resigned when everybody knew he hadn't. Yeah. Um, you know. I hate to use the word dignity, but you know if that's the way they want it done, then that's the way he wants it done. Um, I think the the main thing is the decision has finally been made. Actually, the uh, the Lennon quotes are really good. Reading them, you know, uh, we have experienced a difficult season due to so many factors, and of course, it's very frustrating and disappointing that we have not been able to hit the same heights as we did previously. I've worked as hard as ever to try and turn things around, but unfortunately we've not managed to get the time, kind of run going that we have needed. I've always given my best to the club and I've been proud to deliver silverware to the Celtic supporters. The club will always be part of me. I'll always be a Celtic supporter myself and I always want the best for Celtic. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to think, you know, no excuses. Well, there's, you know... We've experienced a difficult season due to so many factors. Uh, mitigating circumstances for Neil Lennon, do you think? Well, I mean, we'll go, uh, go on. Some of them, yes, yeah. but uh, going to Dubai is not one of them. Well, that wasn't, uh, you know, again, this is why I didn't bother with these podcasts. You know, that is a complicated issue. Uh, there's all sorts it's of... It's a complicated issue, but if you take if you take it, it's, it's effectively cost us any chance of the league. Um, well, if you take the points we dropped after we came back from Dubai, yeah, we'd be, we win all those games as we should have done. We're in the league race. The uh, but you put yourself in Neil Lennon's shoe. It's going tits up. You're really, really toiling. Uh, what do you do? 
let's uh, let's do something. You know, we've got permission to go. Uh, let's you know, not I was going to say let's throw a bomb in it, and you know, and you know, maybe it'll it'll kickstart something. I mean, you, at that that point, you'll take any you know risk. You'll take any you, you, just something to to mix it up. So I, I, again, I don't want to get into the whys and wherefores of the whole Dubai thing because I think the Scottish government's behaved deplorably. Absolutely, but we shouldn't have gone. Um, well, again, after, after losing the Rangers and effectively looking as if we had lost the league, you don't you don't swan off and get photographed drinking the next day. Yeah, it's not a good look. No, not a good look. Right. Um, anyway, I. Good, good manager for Celtic, Neil Lennon, over the piece. Who was somebody said to me last night? Well, I mean, I, generally, I think he's, he's done pretty well. He's, certainly, as a Celtic fan, he's given me lots of uh, you know highlights. <laughs> somebody said to me last night, I think it might have been Harry Brady that, oh uh, uh, no, I won't. Don't want to put no. Harry, somebody had said to Harry that, uh, oh, he was never any good uh, unless Fraser Foster was there. And I, I should have gone and looked at it, but at the time I thought, "Oh God Almighty, that, that's good." It was it was a really good manager when he had Fraser Foster in goals. Well, I mean, the thing is, when you've got a good goalie, you've got a good chance. Aye. Uh, but you know, whether well, he signed Fraser Foster, so you can't. You can't. Um, I think he signed them five times. <laughs> Something like that. You you, uh, you can't hold that against them, uh, and you know it, it has over the piece. He has been a good manager for us, but people, unfortunately, will look at this year's in isolation. Uh, they've got so hyped up about 10 in a row, and this season has been a shambles, uh, almost from start to finish, not just down to him. Uh, the, the boardroom haven't covered themselves in glory, and a lot of the players haven't covered themselves in glory. Um, and some of them should be having a real good look at themselves today, but being football players, they won't. The, uh, and how much, well, again, apportioning blame, where do we, where are we apportioning blame? You know, let's, Neil Lennon, for, for you know, how do you, as the coach slash manager, whatever, he kind of sets the tone for the, for the club, doesn't he? Uh, he does. And I, and I thought, and he sets the culture, I guess, not that you and I would know much about the internal culture uh, there. Uh, I think you'd have to be inside to, to really know. But, you know, from an ex- external perspective, you know, he, he lost me after at the Ferns Varas game. Uh, he came out afterwards and just slaughtered the players and told his best players they could leave if they wanted to leave. Uh, again, how do you come back from that? And, and it was evident that... Uh, Post Ferenc Varos, he obviously read or looked at the quotes or read the quotes or looked at the video and thought, oh, geez, I've made a rickets here. So he then spent the next two months, you know, rowing back from that, uh, which again was a, for me, I, and certainly probably with the players as well, was a credibility crusher because, you know, you can't one day turn around and tell them they, all can, they can all fuck off and then spend the next two months, you know, in the face of all evidence, saying, oh, brilliant performance, they did great, this, that, and the next. I mean, it was evident. Anybody who could watch football knew that some of these performances were atrocious, you know, and they either lost or they drew or they snuck a, snuck a win. There was no great triumphs that I can remember. And uh, 
so he kind of lost it. He, he lost, certainly lost me after that game, and it wasn't just the result. I know that was very, very disappointing. It was the way that he, uh, it was a complete loss of control uh, on yeah. his part. And I, and I know he lost a lot of people after that. It was a, not just you, I mean, he lost Paul. He lost a lot of my mates. Uh, but I, I, you know, I said at the time, I didn't see the game. To me, I said to you at the time, I, I, he deserved a chance to turn it round because he had won the league last year and he turned around a deficit before. Now, I got that wrong, but I still believe he deserved the chance to turn it round. But as soon as we went into that easy run of home fixtures in November, December, and he lost the first one and drew the second one, he shouldn't have been there after that. Because if we'd have changed then, we might have won the league. Um, that, that was another issue for me. It was just a general... He didn't seem to know what his best eleven was. Didn't seem to know what his best formation was. I mean, we switched. You know, we were four two three one. We were three five two. We were four four two. And then I think it's Mate, somewhere in this. Sorry, go on. If you if you look at after Sunday's game against uh, Ross County, our second defeat of the season to Ross County, he said, "Well, oh, we lost a goal from a, a cross ball, uh, and we've been doing that all season, and we can't fix it." Is that, well, what? What? Whose job is whose job is it? Right. See, see if I was, see if I was, I know. Obviously, I don't have a UEFA coaching license. It was noticeable to me the week before against Aberdeen, where we were hanging on at the end in the midweek game against a, an absolutely appalling team. We were hanging on at the end, so Aberdeen had started the usual humph it and lump it. When dead balls, we had Greg Taylor and Ash Taylor. Right. Greg, Greg Taylor is his Wikipedia says he's five nine, so that's obviously in his built up shoes. He's about five seven, right? Ash Taylor's six two or six three. So one of the things I would say if I was organising a defence to deal with head uh, cross balls, I wouldn't have that height differential unless Greg Taylor could head a ball at Henry Larson, and he can't. So your setup's wrong. You then look at the goal we lost to Ross County. He's got Diego Laxalt, who's 5'9", you know, half blind. He's got him on the 6'2", 6'3", guy. That's not going to work. Because the 6'2", 6'3", guy makes a move, goal. Um, Our set-up's all wrong. Now, that's not just Lennon, because, as you said, ultimately he carries a can for how we are set up. um, What are we doing in training? Well, I, I that we can't set up. Do you remember we used to get the odd uh, message from people saying, "Well, that's something like fourteen games in a row we haven't lost a goal from a corner from." Mm-hmm. If, if we lost, if we went fourteen minutes without losing a goal for a set yeah. piece, they'd be celebrating. Uh, we can't defend. Uh, think about that on Sunday. I th- that I, I, that did that caught my attention as well. Neil Lynn's a a very very bright guy. I mean, you hear him in the media; he's absolutely fantastic. Yes. He's brilliant. I, I, I wonder. I mean, he must have known, He must have seen the contradiction in in that. You, you know, he's not daft. And I just wonder if that was just slightly thrown. You know, we, we can't defend. I don't know why. Well, well, he would know as soon as he said that. He would know. Well, that's my job. Unless he was trying to say, well, that's not really my. That's not my part of my remit. I don't take care of that. Even stuff. if. It- 
even if it's John Kennedy's job, and I'm not saying it is, I'm saying even if, if it is, Neil Lennon is ultimately responsible. So it is, is his job. Um, so and if he says, if he say, if he sees that it's not working and John Kennedy's done it, he should spend hours on the training court pitch fixing it. That's what you should be doing in places like if you had to go to Dubai. That's what you should have been working on. The um, as I say, uh, we spent I think well the money invested in the summer. I saw somewhere thirty one million in wages and transfer fees. I don't I don't know if that's right, but uh, certainly that's I think you have to look at our, our recruitment this season has well, been. Nothing short of spectacularly bad. But, but what I was going to say, my point was that uh, we accumulated quite a, a big squad, and I wonder if that was an issue as well. But we had a, a, a he had a lot of resources at his disposal, uh, 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 you know, and a good coach uh, doesn't doesn't take two, you know three months to to find a formation that works for the personnel he has. He I mean he had to go, I had to work quicker than that, and and it just, and it just didn't. You know, it took him till you know December to work out that Elian Yusi, great player that he is, a really you know good player. He he just doesn't fit in our you know in, in the way that we want in a, in a system that works for us. So eventually, he stumbled into the not stumbled, I guess. The, the, again, it might have been a last resort. We stumbled into the the four four two with the, uh, the diamond in it, and lo and behold, that was the best run of form we had. I think I we went into the Ibrox game. We lost one nil, but we should have really beat them, I guess. Uh, we were certainly a better team. Not that you know it happens in football. That's fine, but he took he took too long. He uh, he took too long to to find a system to find a best eleven, and but and by the time that he did, uh, to the Tate Brown out, give Sorrow a chance to exactly. give Turnbull a game, I, I, uh, to realise that Duffy was hopeless. Uh, hasn't he decided on a goalkeeper yet? Said that Barkas would be the number one. Uh, played him two or three games and then. Said he's not working hard enough in training, and Bain's the new number one again. Bain uh, goes from number three to number one, sells uh, a goal again. It's just everything's all wrong. Um, the other thing, again, we are obviously not privy to any of this, but, but again, looking with a layman's eye, and certainly uh, neither of us would claim to be football experts, not by a long shot, but certainly, uh, not. certainly not you. Uh, the uh, <laughs> the <laughs> the, <laughs> the to sell a football podcast to yeah, yeah. the listeners well we're a couple of duffers so just switch it's, off it's, it's, true, it's true though but but you know there was also and again I'm not saying anything that hasn't been said a million times on social media or whatever uh, there just appeared to be a kind of randomness to the way that we played there never seemed to be you could never identify a plan or a, even a specific you know a specific element of the game where you thought oh okay I'll give you a for instance and again I'm not claiming any originality here I don't know who it was. It was one of the good podcast boys pointed out that, you, you know, on Sunday, Ross County put, basically, essentially, man-marked Christopher Iyer. So, uh, yep. so which which meant that Iyer, I think the, you know, you know passing out of defence, I think Welsh had to, uh, to at least twice as much as Iyer. So, simply because Iyer was always man-marked. Now, that's a... That's a, a Tiny little element of the game, but that was it. clearly that had been thought about. I, I, what Celtic yeah, play? Hughes, Hughes told them. Hughes told Sky Sports before the game how he was going to play it. Right? He openly told Sky Sports how how they were going to play the game and how they were going to deal with Celtic. Now, if you remember back in the the old days when Brendan Rodgers, I wish. St- by the way, I wish he'd stop saying the old days. I mean, it's we're old enough, man. But but when Brendan, when when remember when. Uh, I think it was Kashina 
told Sky that Rangers were going to play with a diamond that day. <laughs> right? and, and Rogers changed, he tweaked the formation. That's right. For 10 minutes before the game. Yeah. That, that's what you do. If you've got an advantage, you use it. Uh, but so, of course. John Hughes, you know, well, I'll, I'll not say what I think of John Hughes, right? But John Hughes tells Sky Sports how Ross County are going to play, and we don't do anything about it. The uh, yeah, again, uh, so the play, play a team on on Sunday with three number tens, right? Two of whom, I mean, no Ryan Christie has been so far out of form this season; it's unbelievable. Yeah. Roger has been up and down, and Turnbull has been our best player over the, the past couple of months. You get three number 10s, he plays Ryan Christie up front and leaves three strikers on the bench. You know, you could go back to Ferns Varos, Ryan Christie was the lone striker that night, wasn't a success. Right, Ryan Christie, you know, sorry, totally out of form, probably doesn't want to be there. I don't know what his team was all about on Sunday. It, it looks at, I think you're right, it just looks like, and it probably isn't, it just looks as if he's throwing mud at the wall and hopes that he'll find something that sticks. Um, and it just hasn't been working for a long, long time. Um, the diamond doesn't work. When you play, with, with the way he's been playing the diamond of late, Turnbull's been on the right of it. He's, he's not known what to do. We've got no width for the team. We've got two fullbacks that can't cross a ball. We've got no pace. It's just not a Celtic team. It's the, not a Neil Lennon Celtic team. If you if you think of the guy that wanted to bring back the Thunder, all you'll re- remember of him this year is sitting with his, on his arse with his feet up in the dugout, looking as if he didn't care less. Oh, well, I, 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 I think that's pretty unfair, to be honest. Uh, I, I, that's not the Neil Lennon you know. That's what yeah. I mean. That's what he looks like this season. Yeah. Whether that's the media, because you're not in the game, you only see the camera shots they want to see. But there's so much, so much time. He just looks as if. Well, I don't know whether he's trying to be more cerebral like Brendan Rodgers was, but he, he needed to bring the thunder back in himself. The uh, yeah, and body again, body language is again. I think I was chatting to Harry. We were just talking about it. Body language is very, very important. I mean, it might you might not think that it is, and you know, it's a one of these. But it all it's all part of the piece, isn't it? You know, you got to kind of. I mean, if you're looking up for it, then you, it might somehow you know pass on to your players. Here, mention of Ryan Christie, you know, to again. I mean, we talked about Lennon's post Ferns Varus rant, uh, and uh, again, you hear rumours or whatever. But I think there's been, and I'm sure there's no different for any football team that's struggling. There'll be, there's been quite a few rants this year, but he has been let down by the players. Ryan Christie's performances this year. I mean, I'm a very, I'm a big Ryan Christie fan, but I mean, if you ever see a guy that's playing for himself, I mean, it's, again, I saw some stats kicking around his, the number of shots he's been taking this year, ludicrous shots. The one he hit on Sunday is probably just landed in your back garden. Well, that, but I'm talking about ridiculous shots. Play, again, what I was trying to say, play, playing for himself, playing for his move, uh, and there's been, a, again, 
you keep this kind of criticism indoors, but uh, Neil Lennon didn't. But I mean, he, he wasn't wrong. I mean, if he was having a go at uh, likes of Ryan Christie, then he, he actually wasn't wrong, even though he shouldn't have said it. But right, agreed. What's your next step? Why do you play him? Yeah, well, well, he did drop him for a few games, didn't he? When yeah, Tur- and he brought him back. Yeah. And you know, that, that's the thing that gets me. If people don't want to be there, don't play them. Right? I appreciate that maybe they did want to go in August. Was it August? Aye, when the transfer window was open. And they maybe wanted to go in August. We didn't get any bids for them. Right? Or we didn't get any suitable bids for them. So they can't go. So they need to stay. Now, if you want to get a move somewhere else, you think you would play well. So that people noticed you and went, oh, he's a good player. Yeah. But you don't, we, none of them. I mean, even Edward has formed dip massively. Um, but January, nobody came in for them again. They should maybe tell them that they're maybe not as good as they think they are. Uh, I, yeah, of course. Uh, but again, I'm trying to think. <laughs> of course, in, in the light of all of this, Roger seems like an absolute genius now. <laughs> but I think that. Uh, who is the boy? Rogers is, is a magnificent coach, right? He is. We can't. We can't oh, deny. Oh, hang, hang on a minute! You were calling him a rat for three years. Never, I've never called him a rat. So I, I, I just don't use it. He did the dirty on us, but I don't call him a rat. And he'll do the dirty in Leicester as soon as he thinks he's got a better offer. If Spurs or Arsenal come calling, he'll be off. Um. But he was a good coach. Where he, where he did the real dirty in us was try to steal all our backroom staff and leave us the night before the Hearts game with, with you know, uh, Scott Brown in charge because that's basically what would have happened. The, um, so sorry. he's a good coach, Rogers. Um, we're, we're, uh, we have not, none of our players have improved this year. They've all regressed. All regressed. Here, that's, um, down to, that's down to coaching. The uh, the mention of the Hearts game is probably a you know we might you know kind of let's end with a, on this uh, part of the podcast with uh, I mean Neil Lennon ha- has been a, a really a good servant. Uh, I heard you were on the radio saying he wasn't a legend. Is that right? Well, I I don't know if it was edited in or out, so I've not seen in. <laughs> but you know, mention of that Hearts game that was a big night. You know, we were that was squeaky bum time. And yep. uh, and he came in and he we, he did a job for us then he's uh, so he did. He, I mean and I, it's like you know I, I, there, there can't be any I, I hate all the revisionism that's been going on he was the right man for the job at that time to get us over the line um, and he did and it wasn't pretty uh, but it was successful and he said that you know he didn't change anything that Rogers had done he tried to just caretake it to the end of the season. In our uh, legendary in our own minds podcast, when he was appointed full time, that you never ever released because it was relentlessly negative. Right? <laughs> None of us wanted him to be the full time manager. Nobody, because we thought he had done the job that was asked of him, but we didn't want him to be the full time manager. Right now, so that that's not the benefit of hindsight. That's what we said at the time. However. He did have a very successful season last year. You know, don't care that Rangers battered us in the League Cup final. We won. I've seen us battering them in finals and no winning. So we were due one. We squished the league. Yeah, the, the, the interesting thing is that if the game against 
the Rangers had been playing the Sunday and we'd won, which we probably would have, Gerard would have been sacked. The, the problem is that I think, as a club, we totally underestimated them this year because we thought they wouldn't improve from last year. They improved and we went back the way. It also helped them that every other team in the league got worse. Uh, so it really essentially came down to... Yeah, and every other team in the, every other team in the league's had COVID and games postponed. Well, I mean, Rangers have had, uh, I think they've had seven players with uh, breaking COVID rules and I think you've maybe only ever heard of one of them. It's funny that, isn't it? Mm, funny, but anyway, uh, I don't think anybody can complain that they haven't won the league uh, deservedly. Uh, the uh, but again, just on that, uh, I, I mean, don't want to say I told you so, but I was saying that you know early doors that they were significantly better this year, um, and again, they look like a team that are pretty well coached, pretty well organised. Everybody knows they're what well their job is. Well coached, but that is that are so average. It's untrue. But but they're, they're but but a good team. But there, but there, there you go. Uh, you know that's a, the beauty of, of of good coaching. Here, um, yeah, I say I want to maybe St. Marin, etc., which they weren't last year, whereas we are not. Um, but anyway, just to finish on uh, Neil Lennon, the uh, he uh, did a job for us, uh, and I just wonder how much he missed Gary Parker. I noticed one of his. Uh, and Lennon's pals on Twitter tonight going on about uh, there's some sort of little sort of dig about you know not having his staff. Well, um, I mean, it was it was pretty well known he wanted Tommy Johnson. Yeah. So right, but he didn't get him, and he he got Gavin Strachan. Right now, I'm not. I don't know whether Gavin Strachan is a good coach or a bad coach. I would I could take a a guess. Right. <laughs> but but Gavin Strachan's coaching. Zenith was with Peterborough, right? It's a, now, no, no, no harm to Gavin. Well, I don't think Gavin Strachan would have been Neil Lennon's. Would have been in Neil Lennon's top five to replace Damien Duff. So he's already got John Kennedy foisted on him, and he gets a chance. You would think to appoint his own assistant, and you know the rumor was Tommy Johnson. And he doesn't get it. Yeah. And that's part of the problem that Lennon had because Lowell knew how desperate he was to get the job. Lowell could impose any conditions on him that he wanted, and Lennon if he would just have to abide by them. So the coaching team this year doesn't look unified, doesn't look as if they gel, doesn't really look as if they talk to each other at games. So it's it's an unimpressive uh, coaching team we've got in the dugout and if the, whatever route we're going down whether it's the director of football and head coach the new head coach must or must be able to appoint his own coaches um, Anyway, I've been trying to finish this segment on Neil Lynn for about 15 minutes you keep on jumping in the um so good job that it came That's in. Exactly. You're trying to talk about the Lloyd Cole and the commotions some or two. Or oh, no? right, very good. Uh, the uh, <laughs> the twenty-two just uh, for the fans. Yeah, the, just for the fan. Uh, no, that fan left about fifteen minutes ago when you wouldn't let me get out of this. Uh, so thank, thanks, Neil Lennon. I guess uh, is that fair enough? Uh, good job, but you know, man out of time. Really, didn't even look like he was enjoying it. Remy just well, looked nah. And, and a lot of people say he should have resigned. Well, why would I, you? I, 
I, I genuinely believe he thought he could turn it round. I, th- I, can't. I don't. I haven't seen that the last few weeks. The uh, Celtic board have been negligent in not resolving yeah. this oh, totally. for, and letting it fester for, for this long. Oh. And when I say the board, I don't mean the board. I mean Lowell and Desmond. Uh, absolutely brutal. I mean, God knows. I, I, again, I, I would wait. I'm in California. Wake up every morning, so I'm eight hours behind. I wake up every morning. We go on your phone expecting something to happen, and it just, you know, it, nothing, nothing moved. I just, and I, again, for the life of me, I will never get to the bottom of, in my certainly in my own mind, of why they kept why they kept him for so long. Other than was Dermot Desmond trying to show that quotes and quotes rabble that he wouldn't be pushed around. I mean, what a... He, he, what, proved it, he proved it's all wrong, didn't he? Um, but, you know, what a petty and, you know, egotistical, if that was his motivation, what a petty and egotistical, uh, you know, motivation, you know, putting his own, you know, feelings or whatever ahead of what was best for the, for the club. I mean, I generally, again, talking to people yesterday, I mean, I think Peter Lowell generally thought that Neil Lennon's a good manager. And we've talked about this before. The club isn't a sacking club, so I guess there was a bit of that into it. But uh, I mean, it just it went on for too long. Well, you, could, you could tell uh, tell Tony Mowbray and John Barnes that. Well, well, that's true as well. But I, 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 or, I mean, Dyer. But again, in all those the three, three cases, the three of those managers, you know, it, three of them get sacked. I mean, Barnes, Barnes was sacked in January, end of January. Uh, Dyer was Feb. Um, although he got to see out the season, and Mowbray was um, March, I think. Was right. it March? Yeah, it was March. But but my point about those those three are not quotes and quotes. You know, they don't have the the history and the legacy with Celtic that Neil Lennon does. Uh, so I guess that that played into it. But it went on for far too long, and the you know that happens. But the the annoying thing for me certainly was that you know if they pulled the trigger earlier, we we, we would have won the league. You know, yeah, we, I mean, we, if, if you take if you take they, they keep uh, they pride themselves in being a well-run business and the corporate governance etc. Now, if you say to your manager, right, you're on your last chance here, you've got to win these next three or four games, and he falls at the first hurdle, you don't need any more excuses. You've given the guy the chance. It's no his fault. He's still in the job. They should have ended it. Yeah. Um... Anyway, so there you go. Uh, that's the Lennon era over. I would expect. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I don't know what will happen with, with Neil Lennon. Uh, if I was his agent, which, which obviously I'm not, and I'm not exactly been a great agent for myself over the years, but uh, he's brilliant on. He's absolutely brilliant on telly I, and on the radio with Alistair Bruce Ball. I, you know, I think he's. He could be. I mean, he's not as cuddly, obviously, as a McCoist, uh, but he's he's certainly a, a, as good. A, certainly, as McCoist. Well, there is that, but he's a, in terms of being a TV analyst and all that. It's a, you know, that's a good. That would be a good career for him. Although he probably like all these guys, don't they? They get out and they'll go away, and they're just desperate to come back. They just kind of love the the dressing room thing and the getting out and the training pitch thing. And so we'll see. Uh, wish him the best of luck. Uh, Moving on, uh, actually, what lots happened since we last had the podcast? New, um, new uh, CEO Dominic Mackay. Is that I don't? I'm not good on rugby pronunciations, Rem. I'm not good on <laughs> rugger rugger chaps. 
Dominic Mackay, yes. Uh, so Chief Operating Officer of the SRU. Um, I hear nothing, and I mean nothing but good things about this guy. I, I'm not big in... Actually, I've got a good rugby story, actually. It was... Uh, is it Gregor Townsend? That's, that's uh, that today's oxymoron. I, uh, oh, is that a good... No, it's probably not. Anyway, we'll not bother. Anyway, it was it involves a Scotland rugby coach telling me I knew fuck all about rugby. <laughs> and he's right, but... Uh, the, the, <laughs> There's not shot news there. <laughs> the... Uh, well, I tell you what, it was what, some of the worst uh, in my journalism career is what, some of the worst nights of my life sitting in rugby press boxes trying to write a match report when you knew nothing about rugby. <laughs> Brutal. The uh, but I hear nothing about uh, nothing good but good about this guy. Uh, smart and a massive, and I mean massive Celtic fan by all accounts. Uh, so good appointment, shame for Alan Burrows, just get picked to the post. <laughs> well, I, I was assuming that the, the Lawrence Donegan headhunters agency just didn't quite get the gig. Uh, the uh, I've still got high hopes for Grant Russell though. I saw. I saw Twitter this morning. Right, now that Lennon's gone, time to get rid of Jerry McCullough. <laughs> well, to be honest, I, I wouldn't be upset if that happened. Oh, I was just thinking, what has Jerry McCullough got to do with anything? You know, it's not his I've, fault. I've got a list. He's on it. People can try and guess who's on the on the list, but he is definitely on it. Uh, um, but I'm just, I'm just reading uh, Sky Sports Scotland. You and I had a chat yesterday saying we probably thought Mackay would come in after the Six Nations. There's yep. me pretending we know what's going on in rugby. <laughs> but it says, incoming Celtic Chief Exec Dominic Mackay will not be allowed to make his move to Parkhead early after Murrayfield bosses insisted he see out his notice period. So it looks like we're probably going to have to pay an extra 25 quid to get him out of his contract. Well, I don't. I think you'd have to be extremely naive to to not think that Dominic Mackay is doing some Celtic work uh, when he's got a spare 15 minutes in his lunch hour. You would have to say. Yes, he's not going. To, Peter Lawwell's not going to finish on the 30th of June. He's going to start on the 1st of July. It's never going to work like that. Um, but no. I hoped we, we. I had hoped we would get him in earlier than we'd announced it. Uh, massive job for the guy. Uh, obviously, was, well, you, um, you look at right, right now. We need a new. Assuming the, all the rumours are correct, we need a director of football. We need a head coach. We probably need a new coaching team, and we probably we need a million need players. A, <laughs> need new players. <laughs> so, but apart from that, he's got an easy time, and that's uh, just his first week. So, but, you know, if I'm Mackay, I'm thinking, well, this is fantastic. Uh, you know, what an opportunity. Uh, but I, I guess it's the, the most, pre- I, I think it's fairly well uh, fairly well um, uh, reported that we are going to switch to a director of football, uh, head coach kind of situation, um, which, uh, again, will be exciting. And that, I guess that's the most important thing of all right now. Um, the I see. What about the uh, what about the scouting staff? Here's one for you, Rem. Does Hammond go? Has he sold his records badly enough over last summer that he? he I don't think Hammond's actually a scout. I think he's titled something like head of football operations. Right. Okay. It's Gary Gary Penrice, I think, is a scout. Right. Whoever scouted Shane Duffy should be sacked. So that's you, Dermot. <laughs> um, the, the 
you, you've got to look at Barkas. You know, okay, I think we went all our eggs in one basket on Foster um, and had to go to a, a plan B uh, pretty late in the day. Um, is Barkas as bad as everybody thinks he is? I'm not sure yet. I, I, I genuinely hope Kennedy plays him to the end of the season so that we can see if he's got it or not. Now, he's he's got a long way to go, um, but maybe if he's been told he's going to get eight games in a row, he might actually get some confidence back. I don't know. But he looks like bad recruitment. Ayeti looks like bad recruitment. Yeah. Started well. Still no fit or fit enough and looks as if he's got a bit of an attitude problem. So between the three of them, that's about 15 million down the stank. Yeah. And that that is really, really poor recruitment. Turnbull, yeah, he looks a good a good one. The loans haven't worked out. None of them. None of them. No. None of them have worked at all. Um so we've spent a lot of money and I would say that you know Turnbull looks Turnbull will be a player. Um I think they need to find his his right position and keep him there. He's not wide right in a diamond, that's for sure. Um, if he's as good as we think he is, play him in his right position. The, um, well, I was we need to accept all the players that want, want to go, and we have to accept that in the last year's their contract, we might not get as much as we wanted for them, particularly due to the COVID market, but they all need to go. Actually, it's uh, interest, interesting. At the end of the Ronnie era, we thought there would be a complete clear-out, and there actually wasn't. I wonder if there might be a you know, similar situation yeah. this summer. I mean, maybe some players... You... Edward's got a year left. Well, Edward, Ayer, Christie... Um, Roger, Ro- Griffiths. Yeah. yeah. What do you do with your goalkeepers? But, you know, you've, got no, you've got no right-back. Yeah. Uh, your two, you've got your left backs, Greg Taylor. You've got a problem there. Your centre halves, you'll have one. You've got, you've got a real problem. Yeah, but but, but again, I, I, we can't go. I don't. We don't have time to go through all the players and everything. But I just wonder if there, that's something else that uh, Mackay will have to deal with as a uh, recruitment uh, side of things. You know, and I wonder if there'll be changes there. Um, uh, so it's it's a hell of a job. The main job, though, I guess, and the most high profile job is. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to get us to the end of this podcast, Rem, is the appointment of our manager slash head coach. Head coach, assuming we have a director of football. I guess you'd probably say director of football is the the biggest job of all, but uh, it's not certainly not the most high-profile job. Uh, so, And we're just a couple of punters, and we prefer to talk about the manager or the head coach. Uh, what? How does the... I'm just looking up here, Rem, the uh, next Celtic manager, uh, betting market... Uh, you happy with that? You happy with what you see? I don't really care about the betting market because all you need to do is put a tenner on and it and it moves the market moves it, because they think they think somebody's got inside knowledge. Uh, I mean, the, well, I, see the names all the time uh, in the Celtic market. Well, just just to you know, these are the names. I bring it up because I looked at the list of names and it kind of depressed me a little bit. I have to say, uh, we'll go, let's go through them. Uh, daftest to <laughs> I just I see a new one David Wagner he's a boy remember David Wagner he was mentioned uh, uh, when Brendan was uh, leaving yeah. uh, he's uh, a boy he was... say right, I'd rather have Wagner for the X Factor than him well he has a complete disaster for yeah. about the last years uh, well he was at Schalke 
And <laughs> Schalker bought me a German league. Well, he, gets aye, he, he got punted in November, I think it was. They lost 8 0 to Bayern Munich. Uh, at the bottom end, it's all the kind of, well, Henrik Larsson, that's not going to happen. David Wagner, uh, yeah. Thierry Henry, not going to happen. Roy Keane, well, that's a name. Please, uh, God, no. Well, you know, there's that kind of connection, isn't there? Uh, and you, again, put it no higher than silly gossip, but, you know, the Desmond family are quite keen on Roy Keane. Who knows? I don't know if that's true. Benitez. Once back into football, right? And he yeah. was offered the job before. Many years ago was that when Dyla took over, two thousand and fifteen. Well, the but, th- the thing about Roy Keane, he doesn't fit into the he doesn't fit into the the new structure at all. Of course, can you no, imagine the, the director of football telling Roy Keane no? I mean, and if Keane's appointed by a Desmond, he just goes to Desmond, who goes round the director of football, goes round the CEO. That's not going to, you know, you uh-huh. know, no, that's not going to happen. Benitez is going back to Newcastle by the looks of it, uh, and pretty quickly. Uh, I was listening to a podcast, football podcast the other day. I think it was a transfer window, you know, with the uh, McGarry and Duncan Castles. Anyway, mm-hmm. apparently uh, Mike Ash is trying to get Benitez to go back. The one that's really bugging me is the Frank Lampard one. 71 Frank Lampard. I mean, Frank Lampard just been... Uh, how does... You know, because Steve Gerrard's done a quotes-unquote half-decent job at Ibrox, Frank Lampard? Has that got any attraction for you, Rem? Nope. None whatsoever. Because? I don't think he's got it. I tell you what. He's, he's not got enough experience for a start. Well. Uh, failed miserably at Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, you look at his their recruitment this year. Shocking. The amount of money they've pissed up against a wall. Uh, and, a, you know, a good manager will get a lot more out of those players. And you look at the results since he's gone. Um, they're far better. The uh, I, when I saw that, I was so angry. I just typed it in and I started. Uh, I typed in Frank Lappert, uh fired, sacked from Chelsea, and Jonathan Wilson, the great Jonathan Wilson, wrote a piece about him. Someone temporarily unsuited to management, no grand tactical plan, and uh, almost no ability to organise a defence. <laughs> I mean, just yep. just awful slaughter in the media at the end. Buckled completely, buckled under pressure. Uh, did all right yep. in his first half season because he had to play a bunch of kids. But when he had to play kids, and he was under no pressure because yes. he'd not he had a transfer ban. Yep, and then got two hundred million in the summer. You know, wasted it on players that he didn't even play. You know, he played, what was it? Yep. Timo Werner he bought, and he bought Havertz from uh, uh, Leverkusen. Yeah, Zayic. Uh, I mean, just Thiago Silva, who's who was the year above you at school. Oh. <laughs> Well-known alumni. Uh, and had a terrible... I mean, I looked at his record at Derby. Terrible defensive record at Derby. Uh, you know, I remember listening to a stat, you know, Stats Bomb. You know Stats Bomb? Really good. Good podcast, actually. These are the boys that are right at the cutting edge of, of football analysis, statistical analysis. And they, were, they slaughtered them. You know, <laughs> I can't even pronounce statistical. Um, I remember at the time it was at Derby and they thought it was highly, highly overrated. Um, yeah. So I would hope that, uh, you, know, you know, to get Frank Lampard to go to, to Scotland, you'd have to pay him a 
you know, not quite Brendan Rodgers' money, but it's a significant amount of money. And why would you for a guy that's a totally Brendan important? Rogers, Brendan Rodgers' money, Frank Lampard doesn't. Well, exactly. Uh, but you think that he will. So uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully that's just... Um, Hopefully that's just stuff and nonsense. Um, hopefully you'll think he's too good for Scotland. <laughs> so, hey, okay, Frank, whatever you, whatever you say, Frank. He, I'm going to... Is he no a hun anyway? I've, I've no idea. Do you, by the way, right, answer me this then. If uh, Diego Simone said, uh, I want to manage Celtic, but turned out he was a Rangers fan, what would you say? I've him no problem. Well, then, what's what's that? It's a kind of daft question, though, isn't it? Yes, I'm just throwing it in there. Well, I've no idea. Uh, I, I, who knows? Uh, a lot of rumours about Steve Clark, isn't there? Yeah, is he not? In some bookies, he's the favourite. Um, could understand that. I mean, we, we spoke about him, but he was my, uh, if you recall, he was my caretaker manager to the end of the season. Um now, the rumours are that his things aren't going well at the SFA and he wants out. Um, he's been he's, he's been spoken of before, but can you appoint a manager stroke head coach without appointing the director of football? don't think you can. Uh, no, definitely not. Oh, no, definitely not. Well, I mean, that's, it's already been said that Kennedy's going to manage to the end of the year. So, But I'm right. talking about in the summer. But, you know, is Clark somebody that would interest you? From my perspective... Uh, he'd get as well organised. I would say he'd be a safe pair of hands. Uh, good coach. Uh, we would be defensively organised. I don't think eight months into the season he'd be saying we're losing goals from set pieces and I don't know why. Yeah. Um, they, they have... He's managed to get Scotland to the Euros and he, you know, he had a defence with Gallagher and O'Donnell from Motherwell, who are both a couple of totties. So he's, he manages, he's managed to get them organised, play to their strengths, doesn't ask them to do things that they can't do, which I think is one of the problems with our full-backs. Uh, our full-backs are defensive full-backs, and we're asking them to be wingers and crossers. They can't do it. Um, so, I mean, you know, I think, another thing in Lennon's defence is he's really missed James Forrest this year. But, you I think we'd be well organised. I don't think we'd be overly exciting to watch. Um, I think we'd do better in Europe. Uh, I think he would take. He's not scared of Steven Gerrard or them. So yeah, I think we would win the league under him. Which, you know, a couple of years of stability and getting back to where we were might not be a bad thing before we go for something a bit more exciting. Um. Yeah, you make a pretty. You almost convinced me there. I, I, yeah, I, again, well organised, decent coach. Uh, again, I don't know. I, I don't have his managerial record uh, up in front of me, but he, when pressure has been applied on him, I mean, there was no pressure at Kilmarnock. He did a brilliant job. No pressure at, no pressure at uh, um, Scotland. He's done a very good job there. You'd have to say, although it's been brutal to watch. Um, but wasn't he the manager at West Brom when he got fired? Uh, he took them to the highest position they'd ever been in the league. Same, same with Reading, and then it, it, the wheels come off. I mean, I don't know why, because I, you know, I've got. I have to be honest. I don't exactly closely follow them. But yeah, you know, he's coached at Chelsea, and Liverpool, and Newcastle. So he's he's definitely a good coach. 
if you if he was, I was going to say, say if he did as a head coach, that's a good job. But his first, I'm just looking. His first permanent job was at was at West Brom. Was his first permanent job? If he was thirty, yeah. if he was thirty three and had to see, you know, if he was thirty three and you chopped off his, you uh, went back to two thousand and twelve. What is he right? Two thousand and twelve would make him well. That would make him fifty one. That would make him forty eight. But if he was ten years, if he was forty, and he had that record, you know, assistant at Chelsea well, uh, under Mourinho. It's like a conversation with Johnny Ball here. Think of a number. Oh well. But but now it's forty eight. No, forty. Uh, right. right. Okay. Right. Right. But but the point being, you, you know, he just it's just not a very exciting figure, you know. And and I guess not, not exciting at all. He's a, a very steady pair of hands, uh, conservative with a small C. Do you do you want something exciting? Well, maybe we do. But you know, it's a big world out there. I, I really hope we don't just if we're going to go down the exciting head coach route. I hope we don't just limit ourselves to Scotland, England and Ireland. The, uh, yeah, uh, Celtic, my, my only, I wonder if he... So high, why don't we go for somebody like Jesse Marsh at uh, uh, Salzburg? Well, I was going to come on to that. I just want to go through the other. So with, with Clark, the, um, yeah, I... I I just wonder when he when he left Kilmarnock, it was basically because he was living down south and he wanted to go back living down south. Uh, it didn't appear to really like the quotes unquote cesspit of Scottish football, um, and I just wonder if he's up. I mean, it would be elevated, you know, many many times if he was the, the manager, head coach of Celtic. So I wonder if he has the appetite for that. Uh, but yeah, I think you're right. He does. Uh, he would provide a certain you know competence and stability that is perhaps what we needed. Uh, what we need. I wonder if Dominic Mackay is looking at it and going, well, that's, you know, this is my first big statement as the... Uh, actually, if, if I'm the CEO, CEO and I want to make a big statement, maybe Clark is the one, you know, competence. Well, if I'm the CEO and I want to make a big statement, my big statement is I want to win the league in my first year. Yeah. Uh, and I'll work out what my budget is for my manager stroke head coach and I will get the best I can possibly get for that money. The uh, other names, uh, here's a quote, the other name, Eddie Howe's kicking in there. He's, I think, pretty common knowledge that he said no. Uh, he was asked before and categorically said no, although that might change, you know, depending on the that money. Might change because if he did say no in October, November. Yeah, that's true. There's people know exactly beating down his door to offer him a job. I, uh, I think he thought that somebody in the Premiership would punt their manager and take him, and it hasn't happened. The other thing, I, I thought he, put, I mean, the money might be something, but at Bournemouth, he was on, I looked it up, he was on 750k at Bournemouth. I mean, we can afford that, I would imagine. Um, I mean, we, we've got to make, we've got to incentivise our managers to be successful. You know, so, okay, maybe he's basic, and I'm not I'm not meaning Eddie Howe, but maybe the basic's a million pounds, but if you qualify for the Champions League, you get a two million pound bonus. Yeah. If you win the league, you get a million pound bonus. We can offer good salaries, but through incentives. Yeah. The um, but again, if I'm a manager, if I'm a manager, I want as much guaranteed money as possible. Here, oh, I, you do. But, but but yeah, you know, if you're if you're trying to rebuild your career like Eddie Howe is, you know, and you've got a big tip for yourself, you go, well, I can get that, no bother. Yeah. The uh, I guess the, the dream scenario for all of us uh, would be. 
you know, some plucking some fantastic manager out of nowhere, uh, names kicking around. Well, I, d- I mean, I'm sure everybody else did, has been doing it over the last, you know, six or seven hours. You just go type in best young managers in Europe. And I mean, there's a few names kicking around. Some of them, obviously, you mentioned Jesse. What's his name? Jesse Marsh? The boy at. Jesse, uh, you would not have thought you'd be championing one of your fellow Yanks. Yeah, I'm one of my fellow Yanks. I actually. I don't know if you ever saw it, Rem. It's a brilliant video. It's the, his halftime team talk uh, when they were playing at Anfield. I think they were getting beat three. Was it three nil? I think. I think they were losing three nil. They were getting absolutely pummeled, and I think they brought they lost. I think they lost four three in the end or something like that. Oh, oh you'll be perfect for us then. <laughs> Get them in. But I, I, I'm sure, it, in fact, I'm just going to do it right now uh, so people can go and look at it. Uh, I think it's on YouTube. Uh, Je- if you type in Jesse Marsh, uh, Liverpool or uh, Salzburg, it's, it's brilliant. I think it's about three or four minutes long. It's phenomenal. Uh, he, he's obviously not coming to Celtic. It's too late. That that, that horse is bogged. Uh, he'll, he'll, be going, he'll be going to the Bundesliga next year, obviously. Um, but, you know, why not look at the co- who, who does Salzburg have in their coaching uh, regime? Who, who would be there next in line? Exactly. You, I, got to look because you know they had Marco Rose before him. They know what they're doing. Um, and Mark Rose is off to Dortmund, I believe, at the end of the season. I say it is. It's on YouTube. Jesse Ma- Ma- Marsh, uh, M A R S C H, halftime team talk for for Salzburg. Uh, so it's a two-minute video. It's phenomenal. Absolutely brilliant. Is it German? Uh, no, I, I think he. I think he mixes it up. I think he goes. If, I remember, if my memory's right, it goes in between. So uh, he's got it all. Um, here's what I, here I had an idea. Right. Uh, well, some of the names that were kicked. Uh, the bold Harry. He was mentioned. Diego Martinez. He's the boy at uh, Granada. Uh, was an assistant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Granada TV, uh, he was in charge of the scheduling. He wanted to get rid of Coronation Street, but it decided. <laughs> uh, he's done a brilliant job there. Uh, he was an assistant uh, at Seville, uh, 40 years old. Uh, took them to the top of the league for about two weeks. Nobody could believe. Again, we could easily afford a guy like that. Uh, of course we could. Uh, see, uh, is it uh, CO? Is it. Sioni, I think it is. My pronunciation terrible. Uh, young boys. Um, they were in that. Uh, he's done a brilliant job there. He's 41 years old. Uh, um, young boys are 18 points clear in the Swiss Premier League right now, or whatever it's called. The Super League, I think it is. Uh, a guy like that. Why couldn't we get somebody like that? Good job. Uh, he's been he there could. three years. He's won the league. Won the league his first two seasons, and I think they're 100 points ahead right now. Uh, as I said, I said 18. Uh a pretty decent record in Europe. First year he got through into the Champions League group stages. Lost in a playoff, although he only had to play a playoff. Uh, the following year ended up in the Europa League in the same group as uh, as the uh, Rangers. Um, the Rangers, as you would call them. Uh, I can't call them Espanol anymore, not for another few months anyway, until well, next season. The, uh, can, so you can read that. Uh, again, he, these are the kind of names. You're the one that... You know who's the boy at Norwich? This is this is my, a dream scenario. Daniel Farker. Daniel Farker, right? I, I, I'm not or, saying Aaron Huckerby because we've always been linked with him. The uh, I'm not saying we go Farker wouldn't come to Celtic. Obviously not now. Uh, 
But Norwich dug him out. He was a reserve team coach at Dortmund. And they dug him out and when they brought him in and everybody was like, what? Uh, but he's done a great job. Uh, they won the championship. They're going to win it again this year. Obviously, there was a relegation in the middle, but I mean, that's, you know, that's, you know, there's nothing, no harm in that a team with uh, Norwich's resources. Uh, but, you know that to me said you know there's a there's a football organization that's done a bit of research that's dug this boy out i mean that guy will end up somewhere good you, you just know i mean they're quite an attractive team to watch not a lot of resources developing play who's that right back they've got who's the right back at norwich what a player he is Aaron's, 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 uh, yeah, he well, he was meant to be, he was meant to be going to Barcelona in the summer. Oh well, no, they they they, they tried to get him on loan. Can you imagine Barcelona? Well, can we can we loan your player? Um, so I don't know too much about Norwich, but um, clearly he's de- he certainly developed a fifty million pound uh, right back. So that's uh, that's pretty good going. Um, I'm not saying, but I just I, I'd quite like to see, and I feel I get a sense. That Mackay is a guy that might do something like that. That there certainly is capable of doing something like that. I'm not saying he would, and you might be right when we were talking about it earlier. And I think this, you make the Steve Clark option sound quite attractive, given the circumstances of the club. If you want stability and somebody that knows Scotland Scottish football, yeah, he's probably your best option. You know, to me, he's the best option. Yeah, you know, we we, we don't need to limit it to played for Celtic, uh, Irish Celtic. Let's get the best guy we can for the job within our budget. Yeah, uh, but but my point being, there are a million good coaches. Are you telling oh, me? Absolutely. Yeah, there's a absolutely. million good coaches around Europe. I mean, I know we tried it with uh, with Ronnie D. Uh, it didn't quite work out the way that we all wanted it to work out. But uh, you know, so let's go and have a look. Let's not just. I mean that that list of bookies I mean that's just these lists are always depressing and uh, so hopefully uh, our new CEO will look look beyond that and find us our own uh, Farca or Sioni or, or somebody like if, that If your director of football has knowledge of world football I mean I, I've got to be there's been a guy named uh, Harkin right but he, he's not going to be sitting going who's who's coaching at Kilmarnock or yeah, Ross County that can do the job here. You know, he's going to be looking in a totally different market. You would imagine. Um, I mean, the only Scottish guy I can think of really is is Clark. Yeah. Unless uh, they take a punt, somebody like Sean Maloney, which I don't think show. we should be doing that. Uh, again, it's pro- I, I would imagine it's, you just don't know with him. You know, I mean, you would, theoretically you would love it. Seriously, I think he. I mean, he certainly talks a good game. You you would imagine he'd carry a fair amount of respect. He's learned under Martinez, who's a very thorough and brilliant coach, obviously. Um, so, Malo- you know, if, if Maloney was two years into it, the only problem with Maloney, he might go and get a job somewhere and be an absolute superstar. Then you've lost him. You know, do you yep. do you take a punt on him right now? I mean, I see people on social media all the time it's easy to go on twitter and say i'll oh, get sean maloney in but sean maloney has done precisely zip uh as, exactly. as, a, as a head coach if you if you let him go to i don't know let's say he goes to somewhere in the english championship and he's a success then you might not be able to get him then but well, you know you only hope you've got as he remains relatively homesicky 
than wants to be in Glasgow oh, all the it's time. Not, it's, well, he was born in Singapore or something and lived in Aberdeen. I mean, I don't think it's Glasgow holds much appeal. I, I reckon that he might, you know, given that he's, you know, kind of got the Belgian profile, he might end up somewhere in that. That, that seems to be like a bit of a coming league. And I wonder if he might end up there for a, for a little while. Um, well, maybe you could consult him and say who are the best coaches in Belgium. Well, and if I'm Sean Maloney, I'll say, why are you asking me that? You know, why, you know, don't insult me. I would be insulted. I'd want a job if I was Sean Maloney, you know, if I think I'm any good. Um, I, I would, personally, Sean Maloney, bit of a punt, but, and I don't think uh, now is the time for Celtic to take a punt, but certainly, you know, down the road, and I don't mean five years down the road, I think we, we'd have to jump early on, on somebody like Maloney because I think he'll go, he'll go somewhere. But, the, but then also saying you might you might say that we don't have to win the league next year, which I don't think he gets away with because you win the league next year, it's very likely you're going straight into the Champions League. Um, it's not definite yet, but it's very likely. Uh, anyway, so there you go, Rem. That's the world solved. Uh, it's all everything sorted out. Oh, but the one more possibility is. Uh, do, do, I don't didn't understand this. John Kennedy is the his favourite. I don't explain that one to me. Well, I think it's one of these bookies technicalities that if he does ten games, he's classed as a manager. All right. Now, to me, I I believe he has no chance of becoming the permanent manager. I also would say that I doubt he will get ten games a season because if the Scottish Cup's not played. You've only got the league left, so What's he's not that? getting in games. Uh, Save your money, is my. What if um? What if, financial advisor? Save what, your money. What if uh, the next eight games, uh, he, he wins all eight? We start playing like, I don't know. We start playing like Atletico or whatever or whoever, uh, Man City, and he reveals himself to be a tactical ma- master. Um, he gets all these players playing magnificently as well as he can. Uh, and we, state months in. Um, what do you do then? That's. I mean, I'm not saying that any of that's going to happen. You don't give him the job. You don't. If John Kennedy wants to be Celtic manager, he needs to go out and get experience somewhere else and yeah. see whether he can be successful or not. Yeah, I wonder if he'll end up as director of football or something like that, yeah. some admin job. Um, the uh, yeah, and you would have to think if they'd seen anything in him, he would have been in long before now. Agreed. Yep. Uh, if he if he if they thought he had it, surely they'd been the caretaker manager when Rogers left. Uh, that as well. Yeah. Um, anyway, here we will. Uh, we'll probably knock that in the head. Uh, any other speak. business? Any other business? don't know, I just get a game on Saturday, I might actually watch it now. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Do you know what, Remy, I've been so tuned out and so depressed about it. Who are we even playing on Saturday? Aberdeen again. Oh, that's right, it's yeah. Aberdeen again. Um, right. Uh, actually, so Yeehaw. you've been um, you've been drafted in as the uh, that's a good one. You're the you're assistant, uh, you're caretaker manager for Saturday, uh, pick a team. Pick the team. Barkas. Yep. I'd give Barkas the eight games. 
uh, and, and then at the end of it, we decide whether we're keeping him or not. But yeah. I play him. You've only got Kenny. You play him. You've only got Laxalt. You play him. You play Welsh and Ayer. Um, Edward's got to play. Turnbull's got to play. Sorrow's got. If if it's true that Brown is on the coaching staff, he can't play. Yeah. I, I I just don't want him playing anymore if he's the coaching staff. So Sorrow needs to play. Oh, well done. What have we got? Sorrow, McGregor, Turnbull. That's well, that's what's that? That's eight. Edwards nine. And any any two from ninety. You wouldn't Basically, give. I'd, you wouldn't give more kids a game, would you? You wouldn't. But he won't, because uh, they're, they're, he's going to want to. He's going to want to win. Isn't Sam, he? He's going to want to win. Yeah. He, uh, he doesn't want his first game to be a loss. He doesn't want people saying, oh, there's a battle for second on. So he might put some kids in the bench, um, but we struggle with, on, the, on the flanks and the complete lack of pace we have in the team is, is terrifying. The, uh, I would imagine that there will be a healthy, a healthy win regardless of the 11 he picks. Uh, I would imagine that... Uh, I think there'll be an uptick in performance. I mean, there. I mean, essentially, I mean, there can't be anything else. There's nowhere we're at rock bottom well, right now. Stafford, the last time we played really well for about yes. first half. Yeah, couldn't, right. couldn't, couldn't, put, put, couldn't put the ball in the net. Second half, we were terrible. Yeah, and we're blown out our arses again. You know, and I think Kennedy did the the post match game and said we we ran out of gas. Why are we running out of gas? Anyway, we can why go not, on. Why is the team fit? That's an odd black mark against Lennon. The team doesn't look fit. The uh, anyway, we'll go on forever. Uh, so actually, you haven't really given me a team or a structure, but I'll let you off with that. Uh, uh, but that should be enough for Aberdeen. They're rotten. Uh, the uh, and our score prediction: fifteen nil. Uh, I think we could give them a chase. Three, three, one, three one. They are they are bad, and you know they bad, but we we tend not to hammer them at Parkhead anymore. We usually scud them up there, but not not beat them with so many in Glasgow. Well, the um, the yeah, well, I think we, I think we, I think there'll be a significant uptick in motivation and performance. Uh, I think again, I don't. Yeah, it might be a weight off the shoulders for yeah. some of the players, but you know, new manager bounce. You know, it, it's it's annoying. If they win six or seven, nothing, you'll be saying, why did they not play like that in November? Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh, any other business uh, other than to wish Neil Lennon the best of luck with whatever comes next for him and to remind you, everybody, or the last three people who are listening at this stage of the proceedings, that uh, the Mogwai album, uh, get it bought. Um, and it would be great. We'll maybe try and have another podcast next week and we might get the number one superstar album guy on if he's not too busy. If he's, no, if he's not too busy partying with Rihanna and... Uh, and 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 Elon Musk. Oh, by the way, did you see it? He was at it yesterday. He, he got he got retweeted by the boy from the Lord of the Rings. Who's the? Oh, I like your wood. I saw that. <laughs> that was brilliant. Anyway, the album is fantastic. So congratulations, Stuart. Well done, mate. It's, quite, it's probably quite good for Stuart to get uh, tweeted by somebody the same height as him. Oh, that's that's horrible. <laughs> you're a you're a nasty guy. Hey, Stuart, just ignore him, mate. Anyway, uh, all, um, so that's it. Uh, so buy your Mogwai album and uh, good luck to the Celtic next week. So a new dawn has broken, has it not? Who said that? 
Remy, can you remember? A new dawn. No, a new dawn has broken, has it not? That was Tony Blair, 1997, May the whatever it was, second, third. Uh, that was his first words in his victory speech on the embankment in London. A new dawn has broken, has it not? I didn't anyway. see it. I was in America. So. Oh, well. Anyway, okay. Right, listen, good to talk to you, pal. Talk to you soon. All the best. All right. See you later, Lawrence. Bye-bye.